Welcome back to What the Truck, man. Yeah, We've been baby. Doing marathon sessions of these. I'm Tudor. That's. Oh, I forgot my name. We've been up here. It's been so long since we've been up here, brother. I'm, running I'm out the of dude, man. What's everybody doing? I'm running out of clothes. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go join Trunk Club or the something. The wardrobe truck just pulled up. Man. Yeah. What For, do you got on now? What is that? Oh, possum. they got the possum. The possum? I should, yeah. should I go change my hat real quick? It's a good luck possum. Oh, the one that got attacked. Yeah, I'll go get. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll change that. This is, this is our twice weekly show for unless you're at a conference and it's twice daily show. <laughs> twice right. weekly show. What the truck we're on Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, man. Noon Eastern time. Freightwaves TV, Freightwaves LinkedIn, Freightwaves Facebook. Also podcast players everywhere on demand. Either look up What the Truck, you'll find every What the Truck, or look up Freightcast. You'll find every single Freightwaves podcast, including this sessions from this event and every other event we've done. Absolutely. There's a we're actually we're one episode now? away from publishing episode 100, 800 on Freightcast. Oh, really? In a little over a year. 800. Wow. Yeah, nice. amazing stuff. And it's because of you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. A little cowbell for you. Yeah, man. Woo! Baby Beautiful girl. thing, man. Also, a little cowbell for Arc Best. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Arc Best. Arc Best is more than logistics. Whatever you do, whatever you ship, Arc Best makes it easier for you to do business. That's right. Arc Best combines reliable capacity, innovative technology, and trusted relationships to take the complexity out of your supply chain and keep your shipments moving. That's what makes Arc Best more than logistics, Woo! my friends. There you, more. Go. you see it right there. It's right there. That big old sign. So we had a, so, so. we have a couple of guests that are going to come on today that, have, that were in the Freight Tech 25. P44 oh, was in there, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Project wow. 44 was in there. Royalty. And we've also got Triumph A, who is in there. Nice. But we've, we've got a company coming up right now, Prasad. I think that he personally, I think Trucker Tools should have been in that top 25, and I think that we're going to push him over the top. Yeah, today I don't with disagree. I don't disagree. So let's bring Prasad. He is the founder and chief executive over at Trucker Tools, looking absolutely. I mean, you, I've never seen you look so handsome. I love that natural lighting on you. You look great today. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Vincent. Yeah. <laughs> you guys already made us, uh, you know, top 25 winner. Um, so thanks for that shout out for that. Um, appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on this show. Hey, you know, so you're the founder. We just had, we just had this Freight Tech Venture event a couple of days ago. We got mm-hmm. to hear a lot of founder journey and founder story. So maybe through your why, you can kind of tell us what Trucker Tools is. So why did you find, why did you found Trucker Tools, Prasad? Um, it's very... You know, interesting. Um, last time during the, the market crash in 2008-9 time period, I was part of a public load board back then. I saw a lot of small carriers go out of business. And when I spoke to those people, um, those drivers, those owner operators, you know, what, what they go through to put food on the table and drive every single day is amazing. I mean, they are truly the, the heroes of this industry. Um, they work on razor-thin margin. They take loads that most of the people don't take. They work really long hours. Um, I mean, I, I have praises. At most often in transportation, we see companies sticking out to them more than anything. You know, software companies charging them fees and everything. So that's when I decided that, you know, we need, we need a software that helps these guys, the small carriers, owner-operators in the space. And that was the, the core of trucker tools. And that is also the main reason why we have restrained from charging the driver or the carrier in these many years. 
Very, very interesting. So, Prasad, you know, people say that, uh, you know, uh, that change is the only constant, right? Oh, some do. <laughs> right? Many, many people do. Yeah, I've heard that one. I, I, I contend that the only thing more constant than change is the resistance to that change. <laughs> so with that with that in mind, what, what can brokers do in this changing world, in this developing der- world, uh, to overcome that inertia or that, that resistance to the chain and really accelerate how they embrace new technologies like trucker tools? Um, you know, the, when we talk about change, right, um, most of us are open to change because, I mean, by nature, we all know that change is happening. But then when you talk about brokers, they're not naturally resistant to change. Like you and me, they're open to changing and improving and all that. But if you look at why they're resistant in most of their, uh, you know, approach to technology is, comes from two two main reasons. One is, Brokers operate in a transactional environment where they get a load, they're trying to move it. So there is a small window during which they are working on one load. It's easier for them to just quickly do it rather than wait for a technology to do it or adopt to a technology. That adoption they think is is slowing them down, right? You know, another analogy to look at that is they're looking at the trees and not forgetting that forest view a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? But more importantly, the second one makes even more interesting because when you look at brokers, most of the time when they have adopted to technology in the past, it has not been a great experience. That has taken them years, not months, uh, has a lot of issues. By the time they adopted to technology, that ship has already sailed. And that, you know, the things went to another technology. They got frustrated with it, right? And they don't want to recreate that. They're gun shy to that. Um, these two typically become the reasons why brokers are more resistant to technology. Not that they hate their business, they want to grow their business, right? Um, and in a changing environment like this, the key part is addressing those two, two things with the brokers. When you are a vendor like, you know, trucker tools, helping brokers understand that, you know, we're not looking at a transactional one, but we're also not looking at taking years and months and to adopt to this new technology. Give them in bits and pieces. Make it easier for the brokers to adopt to it, um, to the technology. Uh, oftentimes at Trucker Tools, we start the broker on visibility, then move them to digital trade matching, then move them to um, Book It Now, which is our fully automated approach. We didn't start with Book It Now. So that's where we, they were going, but we didn't start them with that fully automated solution on day one. So you have to walk that path with them, right? Um, sometimes you have to take it as as they want it. Uh, also make it easier, right? I mean, if, if you're a vendor, you go to a broker and say, hey, it's going to be a piece of cake. They're not going to believe you. So you have to prove your worth on, on the first integration. Uh, make it easier for them. Then they'll they'll believe in what you're doing. Yeah. You Solid know, point. Well, I, I, I like what he's saying there. And to further that, you know, I worked at a broker. We're talking about technology and yeah. the inertia, right? And yeah. delaying that change. Well, I worked at a broker. We had this pricing department and it would take them, their SLA was 24 hours to revert a price quote. It is demoralizing. Oh. It is demoralizing not having the right tech <laughs> behind you to back you. Yeah. Isn't that right, Prasad? What risk is a lot of, we think about the customers not having the right technology, but I think you impact your own people not having the right technology as well. It is. I mean, the risk is huge. I mean, simply put, in today's world, in 2020, at this point, if you are a broker or a 3PL and you're resistant to technology, you could potentially um, disrupt your own business and, and lose your business. This is a huge 
um, pain point, right? A, a huge risk. The second point is, um, you know, we have seen the freight volume come down heavily and then go up. What that created is a great opportunity for these brokerages to grow their business. If you cannot adapt to technology quickly, you're not going to be able to scale your business. That's as simple as it is. And you, you're not taking a piece of that new action that's happening. And that will put a bigger problem down the line. Um, then I go back to one other thing. People talk about technology. This is digital technology. The, the difference is um, there is content in, in it, right? If brokers wait to adopt two, three years down the line, it's extremely difficult to adopt down the line. Um, it's like, you know, if somebody tries to put a new search engine like Google today, they can come up with a better technology, but it's extremely difficult to beat Google because of that, right? The, the, it's important for them to adopt. Excellent stuff. So, uh, uh, Prasad, can, can we uh, kind of take this off the rails a we little bit? We have about two minutes left, two and a half minutes. We got yeah. about two and a half minutes left? <laughs> Prasad, you see this beautiful wheel sitting on the desk here? Yes, I this, see that. This is, this is the wheel of stupid questions uh -oh. that I think I inspired. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh -oh. a magnific here. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? You want to give it a spin? Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, right let's give it a spin. Round and round. Let's see where it lands. I kind of hope he gets Octagon. Let's see what he gets. Yeah, at. me too. Okay. All right. Have you? This is kind of the Shelly Simpson question. We heard her answer. So maybe I'll phrase this one a little different. Have you ever waited in line on Black Friday? And how long did you wait? And what was it for? Um, I did. I did wait in line. Um, it was in front of Best Buy many years ago. And um, it was to buy a printer. Uh, they were giving, selling printers for like, I think, $10 or something like that. Back back then when the inkjet printers were really popular, I thought that was the best thing. Waited. <laughs> it was crazy cold. Tried to get a cup of coffee. Um, after that experience, um, I keep wondering, is it still worth buying that printer? <laughs> that, plus they get you with the ink right you get the printer but then the ink is like exactly. the most expensive oh, yeah. it's almost cheaper to just throw away the printer every time you run out of ink yeah it is good thing everything's digital now hey for some people who want to get in, in, in touch with technology uh they don't want to wait in line on black friday how do they reach out to trucker tools it's very simple trucker tools um sales at trucker tools or contact at trucker tools they can reach out to us and uh um, our team is always ready to to answer any questions. Uh, if they even if they're kicking tires, they want to know about the process and all that. Um, we take it upon us to to educate the the space to you know facilitate them on adopting to technology. Obviously, if they adopt to trucker tools, great. But you know we want every broker and every carrier to be successful. We really appreciate that, and we appreciate your support of freight tech and events like these, Prasad. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. Thank you, Prasad. Speaking of uh, speaking of big supporters, Try and Pay has been a sponsor multiple times of What the Truck. Oh yeah, we're big fans of them. They are big fans of us. We're going to talk to Garrett Wolf. He's their VP of Product Development, and we're going to congratulate him. He was in our Freight Tech Top Twenty Five. Well, not him personally. Triumph Pay was. He's looking great over there. He's got yeah, the he fan. Is. He looks like he's sitting around in a in a den, and he looks like he's roaring, rip roaring, and ready to go. We'll bring him up right on the other side of the break. Looks like your hat got mauled during the break. It, it must have, it was. I was attacked by a possum. Was it one. a possum or was it a wolf? Maybe it was a Garrett Wolf. Let's bring Garrett Wolf up, <laughs> nice. VP of Product yeah. Development at Triumph Bay. Garrett, yeah, what'd you do to his hat? You know what? Um, my apologies. <laughs> Wait, would you wear a hat that looks like that? <laughs> <His> apologies. <laughs> I, uh, 
I'm not a hat guy um, all that often. I, they kind of get in the way, um, at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Garrett, we're seeing you're over in Dallas, Texas, man. So how are things treating you? Are you working out of the Triumph Pay offices or are you uh, working out of home? Um, so doing a little bit of both. Most of the team is all working from home. You know, I get the pleasure of working with the software development team and that's a really capable group of working from home. So, um, 99% of folks are at home. You know, I do spend a little time in the office just as we're getting ready for quite a big product roadmap for 2021. So it helps to be able to sit down, um, at a safe distance, but sit down with some folks and, and talk through that. Right. So, Hey, Garrett, you guys had a, a beta, trial in June of your select carrier program and then a more broad rollout through, uh, you know, August, uh, uh, more broadly in August. So can you talk a little bit about that, what that is for the carriers? Yeah. So select carrier program is, is, um, it, it's something quite new. You know, we're, we're starting to make more and more of a push to it. It's, it's not just for carriers, right? It's a program that benefits our brokers also, but, but really what it is, is our carriers, now that we've got 264 brokers on the platform and growing every day, you know, we, we want to provide an experience for them so that they can go and take payment, uh, quick payments at a very, very competitive rate and not have to worry about going and figuring out what rate do I get here? What rate do I get here? How do I get it? Who do I ask for it? That type of thing. So the select carrier program at the very beginning is designed to provide carriers with really attractive quick pay rates that they can set it and forget it, right? Like the old infomercials. Um, but they sign up once. We're going to take care of getting them connected to all of the brokers they run for on our platform, right? So great for them, makes it very easy for them. And then for our brokers, right? You know, quick pay is part of, um, you know, one of the reasons that they come to Triumph Pay and, and right, it, it's, a, it's a way for them to, to enjoy um, that, that quick pay revenue, right, with all the carriers that we're paying. You know, back in May, we were, we were talking to, to Triumph Pay, and that was right as we were recovering from that big freight cliff we had fallen off yeah, of, right? That's right? And a big concern at the time talking to Triumph Pay was actually getting paid, right? We, there was concern that people oh. wouldn't be, you know, hitting on, the, on their on times. You know, they'd be extending those 30, 90, 120-day schedules, whatever they would be. Are you seeing, has that corrected itself for people paying on time? What kind of transactions are you seeing? Yeah, I... I I think it has corrected. Um, many of our brokers, you know, were able to continue to fund the same way. Part of the value in trying to pay at least to the carriers is that regardless of what the broker's payment terms are, they can be paid next day, two days later, you know, whatever it might be from us. And that's, that's no longer their thing to worry about, right? That's something that we take care of with our brokers. So I do think it has rebounded from the, the point of view of a carrier. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not been as big of a deal so much as they've been able to run for Triumph pay brokers, right? Um, yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, Garrett, can you talk to the adoption of it since the big rollout and and kind of what you guys are looking towards towards the uh, fourth quarter and goals heading into twenty twenty one? Absolutely. So, like I said, in June we did this with a very small group. You know, we we went and personally invited a handful of carriers that we know uh, to start participating in the program. We wanted to prove to ourselves that this actually was a benefit one to the carriers two to the brokers. And, and so we spent those six or eight weeks doing that. Right. And we added about 70, 75 carriers to the program. And um, the response was very, very positive. It was very, very positive. And so we decided to take the training wheels off and start to allow carriers to self-elect into the program. So whether they're engaging with us through our web application, or our mobile application, um, you know, they can all sign up, right. They're going to get quick pay rates that they might not otherwise be able to get by being part of the program. You know, they get access to, discounts with with freight waves and, and certain other industry partners of ours but you know the response 
to that has already been overwhelming. Um, I watch it every day, uh, somewhat religiously, um, <laughs> you know, just to see how many people we're affecting, right, positively. And it's, it's about 100 trucking companies a day. Um, and we've got some outstanding things cooked up for uh, 2021 to make it even more uh, of a benefit to be part of the program. No, no tease there. You're not going to let it look under the hood for 2021 or not. Well, well, maybe he will. Maybe he will. Okay. All right. Uh, will you? See if you what, can coerce well, him. Well, here's the thing. Well, I, maybe I will. So you are in the Freight Tech Top 25, but you got to be innovative to stay there. You got to keep pushing things forward. You got to you got to push that envelope. So, uh, any anything on the table? What are you looking towards in uh, and getting more carriers signed up and towards 2021? So we, we look at it, each customer, right, and, and what's important to them. So, you know, for our carriers, we certainly hear that there's app fatigue, right? So we're trying to do more and more for them in a centralized place and just make that experience uh, very seamless. You know, the other thing is I, I want to, if I'm a carrier, I want to be paid as fast as possible, right? Once I drop that load, I want to be paid. And there are some interesting ways to do that even faster than, than what we're doing and what most of the industry is doing today. So we're looking at you know, all of those opportunities to pay people um, even faster and faster. Right. And then, you know, you know, without saying too much, you can look at what's really important to how you move loads as a trucker. Right. Um, and, you know, we, we recognize that there are some opportunities for us to provide a really uh, fantastic product at the scale that Triumph Pay, Triumph Business Capital has. Uh, and so there'll be more and more things folded into that select carrier program, right? So um, I can't probably spill too many beans yet, but just know that, you know, going into the first and second quarter next year, um, I suspect that there'll be announcements uh, in rapid succession. Now, Garrett, this has been a challenging year. What has been one of the more challenging aspects of, of your job as a uh, VP of product management at Triumph Pay? Yeah, you know, I, I probably have a bit of a unique answer. I'm a little bit more of, uh, in the camp of I, I love to, to be in the office with people, be co-located. You know, so if I'm being honest, um, the team at Triumph Pay, the software development team, continues to grow because we continue to um, build out not just our technology but the experience altogether. And, and so having folks, half the team, quite frankly, has joined since, since we've all been working remotely. So um, I'd say – being able to get people kind of up to speed, working very closely at the clock speed that we're trying to release software, that's going to be tough um, working remote. But, yeah, we're making it work the best we can. Garrett, I like that. I like that answer. And I think that there's a new anxiety creeping in on everybody. As uh, just last night, we had the most coronavirus infections we've ever had in the United States, which broke the record from the day before, which yeah. broke the record from the day before. It seems like, you know, school, more schools are starting to close down. So it seems like a lot of people wanting, they, they, they're like, oh, I'm excited. I'm going to go back to the office. Yeah. And it's not so fast. Do you have any tips or advice for, for anyone out there on how you've been able to manage that? Working from home, you mean specifically? Yeah, just, just what's helped you? You know what? Um, we we keep a really, really kind of tight cadence on how often we check in with each other. Um, you know, I, I think that there's always a natural trade off, right? When you're working remotely, there's more meetings. But if you can make those meetings effective and also make it not, not just strictly business all the time, right? Make sure you understand who these people are, how they're doing in their daily lives. Everyone's kind of working through this in their own way. You know, we've had folks on the team that have had, you know, folks in, affected by the virus, affected by, you know, down here in Texas. So we have the hurricanes and, and all that stuff. Right. So um, we, we roll with the punches, but, you know, we just try to, to stay as close as a as a, you know, a group of people as we possibly can through all this. 
Yeah, it is tough times, Garrett. So you mentioned uh, uh, how carriers easily can get uh, connected with you guys. Can you go through that once more? Just, uh, you know, what can carriers do to learn more if they're interested and how do they uh, connect with you guys and get signed up? Yeah, so, uh, you know, if, if you're one of the carriers that's already worked with us or worked with one of our brokers, then then if you haven't set up your account, just just go for it. Um, it's very, very easy. But at that time, you can you can elect select carrier in, in, in two clicks and, and we'll take care of everything for you. No longer do you have to worry about you know, establishing relationships with brokers in the payment platform, all that stuff is taken care of. Um, if you haven't run for a Triumph Pay broker, um, then then just come come to the website, triumphpay.com. You'll, you'll get directed there. You can sign up and, and start to run for any one of the 264 brokers on the platform. And, you know, you can go ahead and sign up for the program. And as soon as you do, you know, all this stuff will start to work like magic. Garrett, we really appreciate it. Thank you for, thanks for coming thanks, on the Garrett. show. Show him a house. He's a wolf, problem. right? I'm going to give you a howl. <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. <laughs> well done, man. We appreciate it. Well, guess who's coming up next? It's Alex Kalish. She's the chief uh, strategy and solutions officer over at Stratix. And I think that that, that company, oh, there he is. Your, your team's commercial has won the unofficial What the Truck oh, I voted, Best Intro I voted Commercial. For him in so my we're going to come back. We'll talk to him all about it on the other side of the break. You know, the, the Zen one, the, the one of Zen Rhonda, ah, yes. she, she's always the looking out <laughs> about the mental. She says, when are, dude, when are you sleeping? Just wondering. Looks like you're at it seven days straight. Your event, TEDx Chattanooga, is Sunday, November 8th, 2020. That's right. It is. Uh, TEDx Chattanooga came out here doing, yeah. uh, doing a talk. Uh, and it's kind of involved with, uh, you know, podcasting and mm-hmm. overcoming uh, demons and addiction and that kind of yeah. stuff. It's, it's going to be a good time. You guys can check it out going to Eventbrite. That is TEDx Chattanooga. And, por- and a portion of it was produced by the same team that put this event on today. That's right. That's right. Our excellent crack production team. Yeah. And I got radio tomorrow. So no, no, no sleep for the wicked. I will, I will be working <laughs> all the way through that. You know, what's cool though. Technology allows that to happen. And you know what? Technology is all about modernization it sure in our is. business. ELDs help uh, usher that in. Let's see if companies have taken advantage of modernizing their fleets and their mobile communication platforms. As we talk to Alex Kalish, he is uh, the chief strategy and solutions officer over at Stratix. Alex, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You're uh, you're in Atlanta, Georgia. There's nothing going on there today, is there? Nothing at all. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Certainly <laughs> uh, nothing uh, election related at all. Yeah, there's no national news or crisis nothing or anything like that. Michael yeah. and I have a th- Michael and I have a theory that Nevada's finished their count like days ago, and they're yeah. just they're just uh, holding out so they can be a part of this whole thing. Have. They absolutely have. You know have. that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. That's their motto. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and they're sure. not letting it out. Hey, so what's the elevator on Stratix? Uh, for some of our viewers, you might be a newer company. You haven't been on What the Truck before. So for those who aren't familiar, what does Stratix do, especially in this side of the industry? Yeah, so Stratix has actually been around for 37 years, and we are what we call the largest pure play managed mobile services company uh, in the country. So basically what that means is we design and deliver mobility solutions Everything from start to finish, from provisioning and, and solutioning the right device type uh, with the customer, all the way down to uh, getting those devices out in the hands of the employees wherever they are. That could be drivers wherever they are. Uh, and then all the day two support and repair that comes along with that. So we do that for a number of companies. We do it for a lot of transportation companies, uh, a number of uh, over the road trucking companies as well. Excellent. Thanks for that, Alex. So let's jump into this. So for many fleet or, uh, you know, for many fleets and organizations, the ELD was the initial trigger to modernization, right? And yet the, you know, the efficiencies and the cost benefits, 
uh, they of mobile extend way past uh, and go across the entire supply chain, yeah. right? It's not just in the cab, right? And with uh, many organizations, we're heading into the ELD refresh cycle now. Yeah. Uh, in your opinion, do you see organizations taking this opportunity to really expand their modernization uh, strategy um, across their entire organization? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, the industry as a whole, I think, and, and you guys know this, it's it's over the last five years has had just this explosion of uh, a technology and, and it's really been kind of a renaissance. So uh, huge benefits around mobility, uh, both within the cab, in the yard, on the dock for dispatch, track and trace in the trailer, all sorts of different applications. And certainly as a mandate, I think ELD has been a trigger for that. Um, but but I think there's still a lot of opportunities and new use cases emerging that that go well beyond ELD, um, where mobile offers really tangible benefits for companies. Um, so I, I think every company has their own circumstances that they have to go off and evaluate uh, when they're considering a big modernization effort. Um, and certainly the environment that we've been in since March with COVID has, uh, you know, I think added a lot more considerations for companies about whether it's the right time for them to take on uh, a modernization effort. And some have taken the approach of, we're going to hunker down and others have taken the approach of, we're going to use this as a catalyst to go off and invest and expand. Um, so I, I was going to say you you made, you made you made me curious now because if you think about it, when ELDs were first rolling out, there was mm -hmm. so much belly aching, so much feet dragging, and yeah. so much resistance that trying to sell the technology may not have been the easiest thing. But now that we're in this refresh cycle, maybe people are more receptive to these technologies. Are you seeing that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly every opportunity for a company to uh, expand into digital, whether it's ELD or not, offers a broader opportunity to do more things. And mobility offers uh, that that ability to do a lot of different things. And, and again, as I said, it extends well beyond uh, the capabilities of just ELD. So, um, and, that, and that's a, a large in part what our team uh, does is sits down and try to design those solutions to map up against uh, whatever the organization's objectives uh, actually are. Yeah, that's excellent. You know, you were talking about before from the start, you know, talking to those people, is it the right time to modernize? Isn't it the right time? Is it not the right time? Do they have the right motivations? Are they capable, et cetera? For those that want to, it could be quite overwhelming. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, because you don't want to modernize and then it does nothing for you. Right. So what do you tell those clients when they're when they're in that position where they, they, they want to? They don't know if they should. They don't exactly know. Yeah. how. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I mean, there's so many different innovations out there in the last five years, and especially for mobility, that it really is a daunting uh, kind of task for companies to consider. So I think that's where really having the right kind of partner uh, is an important consideration and, and someone that really understands mobility, but also understands the applications for, for trucking uh, specifically is really important. Um, you know, our company supports a lot of different companies in the in the transportation space. And uh, again, our approach has always been to engage with companies up front and early in that process so we can provide expertise. And again, it's just the matter. There's so many considerations. And, and I think without having that partner to lean on up front when you're trying to figure out where to go, and what to do, it makes it more difficult. You know, a lot of fleets uh, first foray into mobile technology, aside from like CB radios and, and maybe yeah. GPS was <laughs> ELDs. Um, what what do you think that so, the, you know, they're not familiar with this whole buying cycle. What, what's the best practice? What do you think that these fleet managers should keep in mind when considering their options? Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, great question. So, I mean, I, I think being really explicit up front about the need and what you're trying to solve for uh, is is critically important. And, you know, if you're not planning a total transformation like some companies are um, and, and you're really looking at more targeted technology projects around mobile, I think thinking ahead to what you'd want to do down the road three to five years is actually an important consideration as part of that, because you may get yourself locked into a one-way door uh, that you want to be aware of right out of the gate. 
Um, so I, I think I think thinking ahead, even if you're even if you're kind of doing transformation in digestible chunks, uh, is an important thing to consider. It is, and and so you know you want to bring on a partner, managed uh, you know a, a partner that can manage your mobility services and really bring them on. Um, you know how does working with that uh, partner really help those those uh, clients? Yeah, I mean it, it just. In a lot of cases, um, companies like us, it's just what we do every day. I mean, you know, being an expert around mobile allows you to just know what the pitfalls are when you're about to undergo a, a big transformation or implementation. And, and it's hard to see those things unless you've gone through it multiple times and you've and you've kind of felt the pain of some of those uh, pitfalls along the way. Um, and that's just the real advantage of working with a partner, just to, to avoid and navigate and know how to uh, make your implementation or your transformation really, uh, really successful. And I think it's also just navigating the wide array of technology types and partners that you can choose from. Um, and, and you really need a partner who understands the unique benefits of each type of technology and how it's going to work within your own environment and the applications that you have. You know, Alex, a lot of our guests who've come on today have asked to, to take a spin around the wheel of stupid questions. Would you would you like a go? As long as you're fine with stupid answers. Sure. <laughs> sure. I yes. think that's the intention. The, the stupider, the better. <laughs> we uh, we, we sure. appreciate those. Uh, there we go. What is, uh, let's see, you're lost in the woods with no cell phone. Great. That's perfect. Mobile technology, lost in the woods with no cell phone. So now you're out of your bread and butter. How do you get out? Oh my goodness. I actually enjoy, <laughs> I'm an outdoors kind of guy. So I actually like being in the woods. So I think I'd probably stay there for a little while, honestly, uh, <laughs> I'm a with kids right now. So it'd be a nice respite, uh, being out in the woods for a while. I, I may not try to get home immediately. You're redefining working remotely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, this is my own stupid question, and, and I think it's just because I'm seeing a lot of 5G commercials on TV, and a lot of times they show, like, trucks and autonomous vehicles and those things. Yeah. Is 5G going to be a game changer for Stratix or, or not, not just yet? I think 5G is going to be a game changer for the mobile industry as a whole. I, I don't yeah. think uh, it's, you know, it's not readily available yet, and I think it's going to take a little while um, for, for it to be broad enough that it's actually going to have the benefits. I mean, especially in trucking, I mean, you really need to have a very consistent experience if you're on 5G, you need it to work wherever you are. But once that exists, once that infrastructure is there, it's going to enable a ton of different use cases and uh, real-time updates and multiple screens and a lot of different things I think are going to be hugely beneficial for uh, for companies. Yeah, trucks, media too, just the yeah. streaming, the possibilities. It, it does look super cool. I think a lot of people are excited about it. And then you see iPhone, Apple get on board, people people get even more excited about oh, yeah, that. Absolutely. Alex, where do we send people who want to learn more about Stratix? Is it stratix.com? Yeah, I think our yeah our webpage stratixcorp.com uh, is the best place to go. We got a ton of information out there and uh, a lot of great use cases and what we've done in the industry. Thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate thanks, it. And thanks for spinning the wheel too. Yeah, appreciate absolutely. that. We got like the perfect question. It was. It was <laughs> like it was a setup. Yeah. Coming up <laughs> next is Vernon O'Donnell. He's the chief product and service officer at Project Forty Four, another freight tech top twenty five winner. We'll talk to him after the break. We have another Freight Tech Top 25 winner joining us now from Project yeah. 44. It is Vernon O'Donnell. He's the Chief Product and Services Officer over there. Vernon, how's it going? It is going well. Thank you so much for having me today. Like it. Like, like many of our guests, you are, uh, you're in that work-from-home environment. <laughs> indeed I am. Indeed I am. Work from home, school from home, everything from home. You know, the, the pandemic, it's been impacting everything, right? It's been impacting our daily lives. I don't think we've ever been through something like this where every facet of our life has just changed so much yeah. in one year. Uh, do you think the pandemic uh, or its impact on the economy will change the expectation for delivery speed and or costs? 
Yeah, absolutely. A uh, few different ways for that. I think it's going to change delivery expectations around speed, both from a visibility standpoint as well as just the actual time of uh, the time of the overall shipment. So, couple reasons for that. Uh, now, now everybody knows the importance of supply chain with all the shortages that we've had. Uh, I think it's it's no longer a tactical part of the discussion. It's not a cost center. Amazonification, everything happened years ago, but really I think the pandemic drove home just how critical and strategic supply chains are. Uh, and the amount of revenue that we're hearing a lot of customers uh, of ours and, and their customers lost uh, by not having inventory on shelves uh, is really going to increase the need for speed and expectation for, for how that works, even more so than cost. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, based on a recent report uh, from Microsoft uh, and Bain, supply chain visibility investment is awfully low. Just uh, 40% of the respondents uh, plan to increase their investments in real-time visibility over the next year. What are your customers saying about their long-term visibility plans? Yeah, so a couple things. One, I I will say one Something I really noticed about the the current environment is the smart companies who were investing in supply chain and supply chain technology pre-COVID were the ones that did the best. Uh, So a couple of our customers like Tractor Supply and Dollar General, early adopters of tech. And if you look at their stock and and how they've performed, uh, it shows, right? They were able to meet the needs of their buyers and and ultimately a large part is because they invested early. So I think one... uh, Smart companies are investing now. I do think it's a massive space of underinvestment. Uh, and we're seeing global brands really now start to adopt and move out of that early adopter into middle maturity. Uh, you know, some examples for that, like AbbVie is a big customer of ours. Uh, they started small, but now they've got Air, LTL, Truckload, Ocean. They're bringing Europe to bear. Uh, Lenovo, another customer of ours. And they're really focused on, ex- again, expanding. So I think... Yes, it's underinvested. I people who invested early did better, and that's going to bring the late the late adopters into the into the market quicker. Now, if I'm on that forty percent side, I'm like, great. Now I got a differentiator. You know, I'm, I'm happy that there's sixty percent over there. But how yeah. do we convert those sixty percent? Let's because uh, they may not. Maybe they don't even know what visibility is. So maybe we yeah. should define what the visibility is that Project Forty Four provides. Uh, yeah, great, great point. Uh, let's start at the beginning, right? Uh, so Project 44, at its core, the real-time tracking uh, is the simplest and easiest way to think about uh, visibility. Where is the truck? Where is the vessel? Where is it? Uh, and ultimately, where are the items on it, right? Uh, so that's the, the most basic form of tracking. We are now multimodal. Uh, we launched our air product, air product at the end of September. Uh, so we're an air, ocean, truckload, less than truckload, rail, final mile. Uh, and so that real-time tracking is, is stitched together across modes. And the other way we think about tracking in real-time visibility is not just the actual uh, in transit, but moving upstream, right? Are we able to provide visibility into the tender process, to the dispatch mm-hmm. process, uh, into settlement and pay? Uh, so we're working really closely with a lot of the big LTL carriers on an EBOL initiative and bringing more visibility into that. So we view visibility as across the entire life cycle, uh, the core starts within transit, but then moving in, in both directions from there. Excellent stuff. Uh, so, Vernon, what new technologies is Project 44 uh, looking to deliver in the future? Yeah, one, one I'm personally very excited about, uh, and I've been with the company about two and a half years. 
I actually started as our chief customer officer. So I only took over product a few months ago. Uh, and I spent my first couple of years here really interacting with our customers and, and also our carrier partners, even though they're not, they're not paying customers, we really think of them as such. Uh, and so we're, we're bringing to market a carrier visibility operations center free of charge. Uh, it's not intended to be monetized. It's really just to give carriers the same level of access uh, that our customers have to real-time data. They can collaborate on shipments that uh, potentially have exceptions. They can see their performance. They can look at analytics. We really just want to remove that information asymmetry, put everybody on the same playing field and ensure apples to apples. I'm personally really excited about that and what that's going to mean for the carrier community. Uh, and the other big one we're focused on is inventory visibility. So we've got the ability now we're tracking at a SKU and PO level uh, underneath our core tracking products. And so you can actually get into the inventory space. You can start to help the planners uh, and the purchasing. Those are the two, I, I would say, nearest and dearest to my heart. We have a lot of others coming. Like I mentioned, Air Freight's new, and that's exciting. But uh, those are the two big ones. This is our last opportunity at Freightwaves Lab at home to spin the wheel of stupid questions. Oh, we so we're hoping that. you'd be so gracious oh, to let us. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. You, all right. Awesome. Let's do it. I love Let's it. give it I a spin it. around the turnstile. Who do we got? Ooh, you seem like a guy who may own a dog. So here's a good question for you. What movie, pet or animal or cartoon as well, do you think would make the best pet? So we do have a dog, 13-year-old pit bull, Bella. So good read. Uh, mm. love, love the family dog. Let's see. I'm going to go, uh, I'm a dog. I'm going to, uh, made, made a lot of slobber, but loyal love Turner. They, they oh. were able to, able to really work together and solve some problems, solve crime. So I, you Ooh. know, I think I'm going to go with Hooch, you know, and my wife will probably be upset about having to clean up after him, but that's my guy. Wow, he went I love back that to right. Turner, Turner and Hooch. Yeah, nobody's going to get that reference unless you're like over the uh, age. I was like going go to, I was going to, I was thinking Dino. You know, oh, I was thinking Scooby Doo. I was thinking that too first. Scooby. But I tried to go a little bit more obscure. Oh, I'm old. I just turned forty a couple weeks ago, guys. I'm not that old yet. <laughs> no, you, you and I are the same age, brother. You and I are the same age. Hey, so people want to learn more about Project Forty Four. Where do we send them to? Yeah, Project44.com is the easiest and quickest way to, to learn more about Project 44. I'd also say, going back to your earlier point, uh, read about us in Freightways and Freight Tech. Uh, yeah. So we, we placed number two. We're thrilled and honored. It's our third year in a row finishing mm -hmm. number two. Really excited about that. Uh, and shout out to the rest of the Freight Tech 25. We work with over half of them. Uh, so, you know, we a lot of customers, a lot of partners on there. Uh, we love innovating. So come to Project 44, but I'd also say go read about us in Freight Tech. Yeah, there you absolutely. Go. And we'll give you a, we'll give you a little extra, a little extra cowboy for that one. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Vernon. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Guess what? So we mentioned we had our unofficial poll, and we picked that Stratus commercial because it reminds us of School of Rock, right? Everybody. We're going to have a formal poll in nice. the Slack channel for best commercial. See, we're innovators. Look at innovation happening in real time. Is that not the theme of Freightways Live at Home? Right, innovation man. happening in we real time. We are the innovators. Come on. Exactly. The, the, the fight of the innovators. The flight yeah. of the navigators. Also, who, are, I, who even, I forgot Turner and Hooch even existed. I'm so glad you brought that <laughs> I back up. Brought, I was like, really? Oh, yeah, Turner and, and Hooch. Hooch, man. I, was, I remember right. drinking like Ecto Cooler watching yeah. that back in the day He's gonna man. audit the votes kevin hill's gonna audit the votes on the commercial oh we'll have to see i don't know if you can count past five though according <laughs> to you we'll have to find out from him hey folks guess what so you are you if you didn't catch with that coffee down earlier craig fuller was up here we know that there's a big national conversation national crisis going on with the selection the counting so you may not have been able to catch all of this show and you may have been a little bit distracted mm -hmm. so starting tuesday at 9 a.m we are going to re-air our last three days of virtual events you will get to see all of the uh the freight tech venture right. summit you're gonna see bold days of freight 
Waves live at home. But you know what? We also got live content. So Monday, you're going to get what the truck is usual, yeah, we'll 12 p.m. Eastern time. Freight Waves LinkedIn, Freight Waves Facebook, Freight Waves TV, podcast players everywhere. Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern time as well. Amen. And there'll also be a Put That Coffee Down. There's going to be a Put That Coffee oh, Down yeah. with the guy from Hawk Media. Oh, is that Smart right? gentleman. That'll be awesome. Smart gentleman. I, I what dog it. would you pick? You Dino. I said Dino. You'd say Dino. What would you do if you're stuck in the woods? Um, I, I probably with Vernon. I'd probably hang out a little bit. You'd just stay there? Yeah. I'm with Ryan Schreiber. I would cry. I, w- I would just 100% die. Drop and cry? I can't survive 21 days without food like Chad Boblet. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. Peace Follow and me love. at Timothy Duder. Follow Peace him at Vincent the Dude. Follow us at Free Waves. Bang, bang. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Carry the conversation. Peace and love. Take care.